everybody. This is the Hallmark Keys Podcast, and I'm so excited to be here. We're talking about the second part of this Thanksgiving Day massive marathon event thing that they did, Thanksgiving week, and uh, at Hallmark. And we're talking about the uh, final four films of that uh, of that set. Uh, it's going to be really exciting. I'm Rachel, and I am joined today by the Hallmark and Jess of the Hallmark and Jess podcast. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much welcome to hallmark and jess we're taking oh, yeah. over sorry thanks for having us it's yeah. A coup. yeah so you guys uh, <laughs> why don't you introduce yourself each individually and then just tell us a little bit about uh your podcast i'm mark i'm the brains sure. of the operation i and the looks and uh no, not really. I'm just I, I, I just edit it together and just does all the work. But uh yeah, that's me. Yeah. I show up once a week and talk about Hallmark movies. So yeah. <laughs> So how did you guys how did you guys meet? How are you friends? Go ahead, Jess. Oh, uh we Don't met on Facebook. <laughs> it was a hamster. Was we met hamster. on Facebook many, many years ago, back when it first started, uh, when it was only on college campuses. And we went to the same college. And it was back when you could like request friends. You didn't have to like your profiles weren't private or anything yet. Oh, so yeah. um very we just a very mm -hmm. OG Facebook. Like <laughs> we started that. And um We've known each other online since then, and I think we've met in person once or twice. <laughs> I think it's once. But we've think just, I think it's, yeah, well, there's, you know, there's some discussion <laughs> on that. One was like a and, half uh, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, or only in one of our heads. Uh, <laughs> Mark the other night that I was robbing him. So That's maybe true. we met in his dream. It felt real. Um, funny. Yeah. We have, have been online friends slash like texting friends for a really long time. And a couple years ago, uh, we started watching Christmas movies together from different states. <laughs> and we would just start them at the same time. And we would basically live tweet them, but in text message form to each other. Uh -huh. So this past April, he was like, you know what we should do? We should let other people listen to this because we're really funny. And he was right. <laughs> And so we started a podcast and people Brilliant. seem to like it. Yeah. That's so <laughs> But more importantly, we like it. So yeah. we keep doing it. So it's keeping us going. So yeah. what does your family and friends think of this? Do they think you're just wacko or, or what? Uh, my mom, my mom listens. I don't know if your parents listen to us, but my mom, they listens. do not. They don't have the internet. <laughs> she, she might listen to this. My family doesn't listen to my podcast either. So don't feel bad. <laughs> She's fine. Oh, yeah. She yeah. she likes it. She likes listening to me. But mm. every once in a while she'll mm -hmm. be like, So I heard that story you said the other day. Oh, uh, I know. We have told some pretty interesting stories. Yeah. And I'm um, like, Yeah, my... that's pretty funny. So anyway, uh That wasn't yeah. true at all. My grandmother <laughs> thinks that uh we run a blog. So every week she's like, How's your blog going? And I'm like, It's going real good, Mimi. Yeah. <laughs> my aunt. Yeah. Is very she's probably the most supportive of my whole family. My aunt, she she's always commenting and listening and stuff. So, yay! Thank you, Kate, for listening. <laughs> I appreciate. It. Yeah, nice shout out to Aunt Kate. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> and so this is a lot of fun. I I found your podcast originally because we were doing a podcast about like Shakespeare movies, 
and that uh, was the original focus her. of the podcast was Lisa Chabert. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, a whole podcast just about Lisa Chabert. This is amazing. Yeah. And so I really <laughs> had fun with it. And uh, yeah, we became friends and, and there we go. And I got to be yeah. on your show. This was very yeah, fun. Good one. Oh, Christmas. Yes, list, we right? did have you on there. Yes. Yeah. That, that one was a good, good one. one. Yeah. It was. So, it was cute. And I, 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 I watching Lacey again the, during yeah. this thing was so nice. It was like didn't it do your heart so good? School. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't Lacey, the best movie, but still, it was just nice to have Lacey back. Lacey and Alicia were both in yeah. this set. We just need Lindy to have perfect. everybody. <laughs> I know all of our queens. Yeah, yeah. we just so. ended Alicia with so badly that I wasn't yeah. really looking forward to it. We well, really see, you started up. with her first movie, <laughs> and nobody's great coming out of the bag. Oh, oh, we you ended. Fin- with you it? finished. Okay, oh, yeah. we finished movie. with her. Yeah, yeah, yeah we, that was her first. Well, we, she started from the bottom, guys, and now she's here. Yeah, now so. she's here. <laughs> well, that's you know you never hit podcast. it out of the. You don't. Most people, That's you don't hit it out of the park your first time. So, so uh, if you listen to our first episode, nailed it perfectly. So <laughs> you have to start a Lacey Chabert movie. So this is very exciting. Uh, Pride, mm-hmm. Prejudice, and Mistletoe. And I was curious, a uh, couple things. Did you get to see the Christmas at Pemberley Manor from earlier yes, this season? I, I have not seen it, but I, I read some of the live tweets about it. <laughs> So I think both of the attempts to brand as Austin, Pride and Prejudice, whatever, uh-huh. have been complete failures as far as the Austin. I was about to say totally miserable, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, like that one, it made no sense. Like they just had the character names and character names. had no resemblance to the actual characters in the book at all. And in mm-hmm. this one, I think it's maybe even worse <laughs> as Wait, far as I, related say, I honestly didn't get any of it like no. and then they gender swap the names which i was like okay i'm okay with that but like where is the rest of the story and i was like who it's is supposed there. to be is 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 carl wickham because i'm confused <laughs> <laughs> so pimberly manor was, like, was a pride and prejudice thing too yeah it was darcy's family home yeah, okay like, i've never read was, this so i don't yeah, know was darcy yeah, I mean yeah, that well, one. You didn't miss anything. So. They had like a little bit, but it was like Wickham was like the friendly mayor, and I'm like, what? Make any sense? Like, what is going on? Yeah, I know. I was like, I don't. You made the Bennett's brothers instead of sisters, and then I was like, which one is okay? I'm just yeah. confused yeah. now. If you're working that hard to find the thread, you could have just like not called it Pride, Prejudice, and Mistletoe, and it would have still been fine. Yeah, they so, so. should have. Was George and Pemberley Manor, was he supposed to be like a bad guy or something like in the book? Or, well, no. Because I don't, I don't in know. In Pemberley Manor, I mean, it makes my brain hurt. So they're gonna, in Pemberley Manor, he right. was, I think, more supposed to be Bingley, but then there was another character that was named Bingley. So it was a mess. So they just named okay. George. <laughs> <laughs> and See, this was. Because I was on his side. He was great. Yeah, he was fun. But I, yeah, so just as far as the Austinizing terrible both of them were complete failures this one is actually technically based on another book called pride prejudice and mistletoe right which i did not like i didn't like okay they do make quite a few changes and i think they make it a tiny bit better 
Um, okay, a bit better. Yeah. <laughs> but um, what were your overall thoughts on this movie? What about you, Jess? I thought this movie was very cute. I was a fan of it. Uh, I am glad that um, my image of Lacey is not tarnished. I thought she did a fantastic <laughs> job. There's one part at the end that I was just like, what? This was not a good choice. But other than that, I thought the movie was great. So uh, cool. I was great. a fan. Yeah. Good. And what about you, Mark? Uh, I, I felt like it was pretty mediocre overall, honestly. Uh, if it hadn't had Lacey, I'd probably be a little more down on it. But yeah. it was just kind of, you know, it's what it was, paint by the numbers, kind of. And I don't know anything about Pride and Prejudice, so it's just like, I recognize those names, kind of. But who knows if it's relating to anything. It's not. It's not at all. <laughs> don't worry about it. Not at all. Put that outside your mind. <laughs> shouldn't even uh, be a factor <laughs> uh and yeah so for me i thought this movie had some positives i thought that brennan and Lacey were were adorable and were mm-hmm. really cute and they had a lot of cute little moments and they had pretty good chemistry and i loved ex-boyfriend carl i thought he was very cute and i just enjoyed him and <laughs> yeah that was, <laughs> there were some <laughs> i thought the dialogue was pretty good our friend nina wrote this or adapted the book and she's good at writing dialogue i think she she does a good job with that but honestly i thought the movie was pretty boring if i'm gonna be honest all the party planning mm-hmm. was just not doing it for yeah, me yeah i was, was like kinda, what was that one where they're like planning the wedding the whole time and i'm uh marrying mr T- christmas or whatever Oh, and it felt okay. like yeah, a wedding planning movie and i was just like yeah i was just all right let's go there was really almost no well, conflict and the conflict that they had there wasn't yeah. at the very end was very lame Minimal. And, mm-hmm. yeah it was just kind of like oh what what food are we gonna pick out for the party and what and i since it's not i don't get to go to the party it's not that interesting to me like, <laughs> yeah. kinda, I'm bored. well i thought it was interesting that they had him plan the party with her even though he was the caterer and yeah. i was like i don't think that they usually do that in like, like these high party circus i think there's usually definitely separate people that like fulfill all these roles you and stick so, to food stay in your lane yeah. i mean that's stay in your lane I mean, I guess because they were having it at his restaurant, right? Or no, they weren't. No, they're having it at her family's house. Her house. Yeah, yeah. he was literally just catering it. (laughs) And then he presented one idea to her mom, and she goes, that's a decent idea. You can plan it. (laughs) I'm like, okay. That's a way to go. That's a Mrs. Darcy's mother. Go for it. I was a little unclear of why Lucy why lacy was planning the the party at all she was just trying to help her mom probably i think so i will because she came home from her job and she was worried that she was gonna be bored or like she didn't want to think about her job because she didn't she wasn't happy with it at the moment so i think that her mom was like here i've got this thing you can help me with and i think lacy just dove right into it and she's like cool something that's not about investment banking yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i'll do it apron was so hilarious yeah it was the apron was super cute i am glad that they utilized that later on in the movie when they did their classic baking scene yeah it was baking we'll eat it really well yeah yeah you'll eat it like with the yule log spelling which was great (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, would you wear cute. that? April? And I was glad every day, hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Faux show I have for my. Idea. I was gonna say for my staged baking pictures because my husband does all the baking. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> Yeah, I literally made him take a picture of me vacuuming one night and I posed with the vacuum and I said it's my family and I was like, look, I did some chores and my brother was like, that vacuum is not on. And I was like, how do you know? <laughs> so, oh my gosh, you scored in the marriage department, it seems. I had, he knocked it out of the park, guys. Yeah. Yeah, like, Steve's a good he man. won a prize with me. Um, that's what oh, I oh, you're turning it on to you. <laughs> But I'm definitely not upset about it. So. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Uh, so, okay. Yeah, so there's all this party planning and there's all right. the shenanigans going back at her work. And I did yes. love the scene where she magically appears on the boardroom. On uh, video <laughs> conference. Yeah. She's like, yeah, yeah pass me into that. Yeah, it was, was great. <laughs> Uh, like an aggressive approach yeah. to take and i was real proud yeah. of her i was yeah. too it was really funny oh, yeah. they're like so you think you, you can like take to see away with a backbone yeah mm -hmm. it was good yeah. it was really funny so what did yeah, you think her of partners were real awful to her yeah they were terrible but of course they're stockbrokers they work in new york they have to be terrible <laughs> <laughs> exactly they're just bad people i don't know why she wanted to with them in the first place i think she was trying to transform them and she was not successful yeah. so did, you gotta you guys, know when to hold them yeah did you guys see that twitter thread it was so funny uh the the guy saying as a as a um as a professional businessman in new york my greatest worry is my girlfriend yes running off, <laughs> <laughs> running off to a small town and someone teaching her the meaning of christmas <laughs> I love that. I think so someone funny. sent that to me. Yeah. Because my friends have started sending me memes about Hallmark now. And they're like, hey, did you buy this sweatshirt that says, this is my Hallmark movie watching sweatshirt? And I'm like, no. But a seven of you have sent it to me. So I'm glad that everyone knows yeah. what I do now with my free time. So. Yeah. yeah. Basically, if you live in New York City, you can only be a good person if mm -hmm. you run a parade or... <laughs> some other kind of you maybe if you work in a department store you might be uh -huh. yeah. you window director, decorator has yeah. a chance if you're a window That's decorator true. yeah or if you're in the other arts that. or something i was supposed to say i honestly don't know how you can be a good person in new york i mean you gotta work really hard at it yeah yeah so it's it's rough it's really hard you know the city it's just kills you so mm -hmm. like, literally yes <laughs> like people but, have died there yeah, yeah. so yeah i mean i kind of feel like it was probably in a way a good choice to not not embrace the pride and prejudice part at all even though it's in the title because i just mm -hmm. don't see lacy chabert fitting a darcy character at all so oh like, darcy no right like she's not the character she's not the actress to play the prideful kind of mm -hmm. you know, that's just not her and so i i think it was a good choice by nina and the other screenwriters to kind of just to move away from that let her be her yeah yeah but because like did you ever see the other boleyn girl yes i did <laughs> okay I'm so like, did you feel like 
I know. I have a, I have a point. I promise you. Okay, good. So did you feel like in that movie, like, so um, Natalie Portman is a natural brunette and yes. Scarlett Johansson is a natural blonde. And uh-huh. I felt it was lazy screen casting to <laughs> cast Natalie Portman as Anne Boleyn just because she's a brunette as Scarlett Johansson as the sister just because she's blonde. Because normally their personalities are totally switched. Like, I think yeah. that Scarlett should have been Anne, and I think that Natalie should have been the sister. And that was, I was still young when that came out. I was, I think, in college. And so I was just like, that's lazy. And I didn't, like, put any thought into it. And then later mm-hmm. in life, I was like, oh, maybe they wanted to step outside their comfort zones. And that was kind of what that was about. But it's like, yeah. if you try and cast Lacey as a mean or, like, super aggressive type, it's just, you're not going to get what you wanted out of yeah. that. It, it doesn't yeah. play. So yeah, I completely agree with you about the other woman yeah. girl and about Lacey. Uh, yes. Okay, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> like at I best, have no idea what's can, going on. at best she That's can play name. she can play Caddy. Obviously, we know that from Mean Girls. Yeah, she yeah. can. Yes, I mean that but was that's different than prideful. Because mm-hmm. and Black she, Christmas, she was very Caddy in that too. Oh, was she? I haven't mm-hmm. seen. She that. was just fabulous. You don't don't wa- don't ever watch it. <laughs> Please don't. Stay we would nobody. never wish that upon anyone. <laughs> uh, so anyway, I did like little, there were little cute moments. Like I thought as ridiculous as it was when she's refusing to get help with the Christmas trees and then it's like Christmas dominant. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I was like, yeah, you deserve that, Miss <laughs> Jess. Narcy. Jess, were you as upset it- as I was that she couldn't yeah, well, deadlift that tree? Okay, Steve goes, can't she just pick that? up on her shoulder and i was like She's yes she can <laughs> have we you have seen no evidence of it yeah have you seen the tree that saved christmas rachel i have not i need, you need to. to watch well, that one it's you ridiculous it is amazing and she <laughs> very high up on my rankings of our favorite lacy movies of all time it yeah. made it all the way to number four because i put it <laughs> because so you forced high, it up there. i completely <laughs> skewed everything that but, movie is like one of my favorite movies of all time yeah <laughs> she hilarious. grabs a tree throws it over her shoulder goes down like it down 10 an flights of stairs or elevator yeah it down the Straight to a cab. I mean, so, I guess that was her sort of version of pride. Is that is that she yeah she didn't want any help? Yeah, that's with true. The yeah. Trees. <laughs> I was like, yeah, well, you deserve every one of those dominoes for being so ridiculous. <laughs> and, yes. uh, it was pretty funny. Also. Because um, I was talking to my mom about it, too. And I was like, I really don't see the Pride and Prejudice in here at all. And yeah, she was like, was. well, she didn't want any help. But she also didn't want people to uh, judge her, I guess. Or, like, preconceive that she was lazy because she was working for her father. Like, yeah. she wanted people to judge her on her own merits. And I was like, that is reaching kind of deep. But <laughs> I appreciate it, Mom. And yeah. I will write that down. So. Yeah, that was a thing. That's true that you often see in movies where the the people are afraid that they'll be judged because they're rich or whatever and i honestly like they'll be you know that i honestly don't really think that's a thing especially because most people Mm -hmm. that are rich hang around with other people that are rich and so the, the, the judgment is probably not as uh and not as crippling as people people in movies make it seem but I, I mean, I could kind of understand that I, I worked for my 
my dad for many years uh, and or for he was this president of the company i worked for the company so it wasn't technically working for my dad but anyway worked mm-hmm. with my dad for many years and it has its pluses and its minuses <laughs> um and definitely when i was really young i had this idea of like oh i'm not gonna do that i'm not gonna i'm not gonna work for grabber it's our family it was our family company that's terrible you know that's no good but i realized once i finished school that you kind of have to you work where you get a job like you, especially in this economy exactly. yeah build up your yeah. skills <laughs> you because everybody just is kind of dependent on their connections of who they know and who mm-hmm. can help them get a job and unless you're super lucky and you know you you are able to mm-hmm. apply now hiring kind of a thing or you work for the government then i think you end up working through connections that you know <laughs> yeah for most yeah. of us so but anyway, well, she did work for her dad for a while, and she yeah. said she just always felt like no one thought that she was any good at her job, and so she struck out on her own, which is admirable. And look what happened to her! Right, she ended up in New York. <laughs> I know. I don't know that this is the best course of action that she's ever embarked yeah. upon. So she comes back to the fold, listeners. Don't you worry. <laughs> So who do we think is is the more dapper dresser, Carl or uh, Luke? Who do, who, who do you oh, like? Carl, 100%. Yes, right? 100%. Um, yeah. New York has been kind to him in <laughs> yeah, the fashion right. department. Did you yeah. look at all the patterns in his scarf and his vest the first time we see him? He's got like such a lot going on. And I was, I was like, like this good is, job, there's like a wardrobe. waistcoat in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know. I was like, good job, wardrobe department. They they crushed it yeah no, it was i was a very fan. handsome was a fan. Mm-hmm. and so yeah i was a fan of that. and i and then she it was kind of funny because i thought carl looked quite a bit like her brother which was sort of weird. <laughs> oh no i was like that's strange well, okay i was about to say there is a cousin thing going on but that's in a, a later movie that we're going to discuss so <laughs> i'll get yeah. there i'll get there um, uh, i did enjoy the laugh lines on Luke, like the laugh lines were carved so deep in him that yeah. you could see them even when he wasn't smiling and it just made him always look kind of happy. So yeah. I did like that. He just looked like he was enjoying life. So. Yeah. He has a very juicy smile. There's no doubt about it. Brendan Benny. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And well, I love, I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I loved the scene when they were uh, in the uh, restaurant kitchen and he's uh-huh. like, making his hazel chestnut whatever pies. Yes. And, chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then he starts like jamming out to Jingle Bell Rock or something. Like the Christmas that. song? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was great. It was great. I Always dancing the Christmas it was. songs. Yeah, it was it was super cute. And I love that they had that baking scene between the two of them. I thought that was adorable. I love it when they bring baking into a Lacey movie. I think at this point, Hallmark realizes that if they have a Lacey movie without baking, people will revolt. Yeah. So yeah. In the street. they have She's to be right. minding the live <laughs> tweets because when yeah. she bakes, good things happen. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. That's all I, I have to so. say about that. So yeah, it was those those were some of the highlights and mm-hmm. the ending was a little bit of a groaner with him like overhearing the the conversation between right. Carl and 
uh lucy yeah. and him like you know storming off whatever. i'm like i'm so tired of that trope let's move on <laughs> <It happens> so <laughs> much it's ridiculous yeah like could you not just stand there for 17 seconds longer like, yeah did you have to high foot like it out of there like just yeah. let the girl finish speaking like come on like, if you're gonna eavesdrop yeah. eavesdrop totally okay like I just don't like conflict when literally a two sentence conversation can resolve it. You know, Could it's just fix like, it? Exactly. Yeah. and then they're like always like immediately making huge life changing decisions after seeing it. They're like, oh you know God, what? I yes. will take that job in three states over. Like, yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah, I have completely restructured my father's company, but now it makes yeah. more sense. And also, I'm going to be Carl's boss. <laughs> <laughs> Which yeah, that was, quite the, that was quite the changes. She's like, Dad, I'll work for you, but you have to do this, and you have to do this, and you have to do this, this, this like, and this. It yeah. was great. And it he just good. goes, you know what? That's a great idea, honey. Where do I sign? And I was like, thank you, Dad. Thank I feel you. like her dad has been the villain in a lot of the mystery movies. And so I was always a little bit suspect of him. But he was fine. It was just me, like, carrying over from some... I know I've seen him as a villain. Well, no, it's not the mystery movies. He was the... He was... Had a terrible part in The Good Witch, where he... Oh. Abigail's dad, and he was trying to con her, like, emotionally manipulate her and con her out of all of this money and open a bank account in her name. He was a bad dad. So that's what I'm carrying (laughs) over. Oh, bad dad. (laughs) Because I love the good witch. That's tough. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's tough. Forget that stuff. Anyway, so. It is because when you see see an actor that has played such a pivotal part to you previously, you're just like, can I see you as someone else? And it's hard. Mm -hmm. Um, Honestly, this movie just was kind of boring. I just couldn't really get into the party planning. It was just not uh, enough for me. And so I I gave it 2.9 crowns out of five. And I have it at 53 in my ranking. 53 out of 75. So y'all are ranking like all of your movies this year? That I'm just doing it. That's oh, okay. So out of five, how many crowns would you give it, Jess? Um, okay. I liked it more than both of you. Um, and I think it's probably <laughs> just because it was a lacy movie. And I really did feel like she moved it along. Um, it was pleasant to watch. And I was missing Lacey in my life. Um, <laughs> and so I'm going to give it, I say like 3.5 out of five. Okay, good. Nice, nice. You, yeah, I like the chemistry I, between them. Yeah. And sorry, Mark, I'm still talking. No, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'm used to. I thought they had some really cute, really cute <laughs> little scenes. Now, the only thing I have to say about the end, real quick here, is they planned this entire charity party, and like the proceeds were going to go to the youth center. Like that's why they planned this whole party. Uh-huh. And at the end, they made the kids serve dinner at the <laughs> yeah. charity ball, and I, yeah. and they were like. Oh, you can't. You can't forget about that because it was horrifying. Um, <laughs> well, because but they, they were, were like, planning. this is how the kids want to show their gratitude. And I was like, by serving rich people? Like, yeah. it was a little icky for me. Wasn't there some kind of storm or something? Wasn't there some kind of storm or there something that, yeah, yeah. that kept the servers? There was a storm and all the other servers were 
booked and so the kids just did it I was like <laughs> and like they were talking about how the kids were gonna serve dinner as they were having makeup artists get them ready for the party and it was just like a real dichotomy for the yeah. <laughs> that's but very other true. than that still three and a half out of five Lacey that's great <laughs> well Mark what about you all right I, I oh thank you god thank you so much <laughs> Um, You're welcome. It was You're very welcome. middle of the road for me, and like so, I would normally put it two and a half, but since it's Lacey, bumps it up another half. Got to go three. Great. Okay. All right. A little better. She so makes it good. We're right in line with each other. I feel <laughs> so nothing too yeah. wacky. All right. So next, we're going to talk about Christmas Everlasting. This is the Hallmark Hall of Fame for for the holidays. And this is based on the book by Marie Bostwick called The Second Sister. I did get a chance to read the book and I do have one major complaint about the adaptation. Uh, but basically this story is about this woman uh, named Lucy who is working in the city. So, you know, uh, that's not terrible. a good choice. Yeah. But she, she, has, uh, she has a sister uh, who has kind of special needs because of an accident that she uh, had when she was 20 and she gets a call and finds out that her sister has passed away. She has to go back to Wisconsin to this town and she finds out that her sister has put in her will that she has to live in the house in order to maintain ownership of the house for four weeks. And meanwhile, she meets her sister's attorney who was her old flame named Peter and <laughs> sparks fly and they uh they find a revelation about uh her sister alice's past that she had a daughter named Maeve, and uh and then there's also the uh quitting quilting group from, from <laughs> uh, oh you mean you mean the coven of witches <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> the coven of witches because yes. i have things to say about them yeah, i do too but please continue. Uh, okay, so that's basically the plot. The <laughs> about this movie is in the book. Oh my god! In the book, she is working on a political campaign. Like, there's this politician that she really mm. believed in, and she got him to like city council, and she got him to to be like governor, and then she's now he's become he's been elected president, right? And so, like, okay. that's such a more, you could totally understand Compelling. why somebody would be, like, that's something that's, like, passionate and something, as opposed to just become some corporate stooge, first of all. So that's more interesting right. to me. Secondly, if you have the opportunity to have a president in your movie and you have Dennis Habert in your cast, oh, how can you true. not oh, yeah, have him play the president? I mean, oh, I was that's just, true. Like, He's one of the most Lord. iconic presidents in TV history in 24, yeah. playing yeah. President Palmer. I was just like, well, what? <laughs> like, right. It's a strange choice you've made, Hallmark. Yes. Yes. And I'm sure they didn't want to get into politics and stuff, but I was like, oh, poor decision. Poor decision. Uh-huh. Yeah. But Missed opportunity. Anyway. Even so... so I thought this movie was fantastic. It's so good. This cast was so good. I loved it so much. I was so pleased that they gave the Hallmark Hall of Fame movie to one of the minority casts this year. Uh -huh. I thought it was yeah. such a great step forward for Hallmark in general and like the world at large. I was just really into it uh -huh. and I was not disappointed. It was so good. Everyone should watch it. 
I liked it. I was, there were things, I was a little more mixed on it than you guys for sure. But I did in the end like it. I was on the, um, uh-huh. uh, the Lifetime Uncorked podcast for this week, for this movie. And I, in the, they have a, do you put a cork in it or do you pour it out? And I ended up pouring it up. And because I, I did in the end, I thought there were more positives than negatives in then, it. I did enjoy it. Right. So, yeah. <clears throat> um, and as far as the diversity goes, they have done, in fairness, they have done Hallmark Hall of Fames in the past that have had mm-hmm. African-American casts. Uh, there's movies like, I think it's called Firelight with Cuba Gooding Jr. There's, a, you know, there was an old classic called The Piano Lesson, which, with a, which is based on a, um, I think a Tennessee Williams play. I, could be wrong on that but anyway there are some hall of fames but as far as the hallmark channel oh, okay and as far as it being a romance a romantic mm-hmm. story they've yeah. never really done it and so this is very exciting and i i think the cast was great in this film and i really yes. think that mm-hmm. tatiana lee was up for the challenge of the oh. segments yeah i she really got me awesome like she played like every emotion like and she just made you feel it like i yeah. felt it yeah 100 yeah. it. it was yeah. a real bummer right away just like man ah <laughs> oh, come out I the mean, gate with just sad stuff yeah like all up in your feels like oh, yeah man. yeah so it was really funny so they when i first saw the casting i was like i know who that peter is i know who that guy is oh my gosh and i realized that he play he was a very memorable supporting character on the cosby show dondre whitfield played this character named robert uh, mm-hmm. who was a boyfriend of Vanessa's on the Cosby show. And there's a really memorable scene of Cliff sitting there with two apples. And he's like, were you this close to my daughter? Were you this oh, close? Yeah. Moving up closer and closer and closer. Oh, Until okay. finally he's, he's like, they're touching. He's like, yes. And then he puts them on top <laughs> apples. And then it gets oh my gosh. like, oh. <laughs> oh man. So I, I was so excited. That. I was like, Yay. Robert from Selecty. <laughs> That's so fun. Yeah, and, without people uh, posting that, I would have never known who that was. Yeah, no, uh, I didn't know that. That's I was <laughs> very excited. So, way to go! And I thought they had pretty good chemistry. Do you like their chemistry? I yeah, I did. I, yeah. When I first like saw him, I was like, you know, he's not. He doesn't have like the laugh lines or like the classic like Hallmark leading man looks that I'm used to. But the more that I watched him, the more that I liked him, and I liked yeah. him with her. So yeah. I thought that they together did a great job. Yeah. So my it was favorite a very part good. Of, sorry, go ahead. No, no. I just my favorite part of the movie was like probably the little scenes in like the ice house and stuff like that. Like the oh my god, Nice that place was better decorated than my apartment <laughs> like it had more amenities like just because there's a hole in the ground where fish come out of sometimes i would take it like there were yeah. christmas trees and christmas lights yeah. and a yeah. stove and a couch <laughs> and like you could sit and have a conversation comfortably and i was yeah. like man yeah, this place weird. is amazing it's like a tiny home on a lake that's it covered is, in yeah. ice it's very 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 cozy i enjoyed it if you like love christmas so much that you decorate your ice fishing hut like what is your life like i would like to know like maybe we could be friends i know (laughs) my question about the ice huts is the when it melts are they just like on like stilts or something like how how does it work 
they pull them off, probably. Oh, they could move them off? Yeah, I think so. Oh, okay. well, it, they have to. I yeah. don't know. I don't know, any, I don't know why I'm speaking about ice fishing like I have any sort of authority. <laughs> I lived in Texas for most of my life, so. I think it, I, I don't, I don't know. I'm just guessing here, but I think it's on kind of <laughs> like, just like planks or something and you can just okay. pull it off of there. I just, I don't know, write in. I don't know. Okay, yeah, let us know in the comments if you Educate know. Educate us. Oh, please. Yes, exactly. Please tell us everything you know about ice fishing. <laughs> We clearly need some pointers. <laughs> so the main the main dramatic thrust of the movie is that her sister got in this accident because she was coming to get her coming to get Lucy on a on a mm-hmm. wintry night, and uh, mm-hmm. so she because she had caused this accident in her mind caused this accident upon her sister, and her sister was like super accomplished, great at the violin, great at all this stuff. And so she, she felt like she had ruined her sister's life. And every time she would mm-hmm. see, uh, see Peter, she would feel like she would remember and she would feel bad. So that's why she had to leave. Uh-huh. And yeah. I, especially that scene well, uh, when she first, oh, she, she acknowledges that to Peter under the bridge. I thought that was a very effective uh-huh. scene. I was definitely tearing up for sure. I love that. Well, it's so Peter, to me, in that scene, this is a great scene, by the way. Everyone should watch it. In that scene, he acted like a little surprised that she felt so guilty. And I'm like, Peter, like, she was at your house when her sister got in an accident. Like, why are you so surprised that she pulled away from you? Like, I couldn't understand how he could not see it. But you could tell that Peter was so much more well-adjusted, like, emotionally than Lucy and he showed it and like he was just like a prime candidate like to show everyone else in the hallmark universe like how therapy can be beneficial for you because Mm. he's clearly had some (laughs) so like he's talking about forgiveness forgiving yourself like and you know the maybe you should accept what you have and not yearn for things that people think you should have and i was just like man but like, it's also I mean, not yeah. his sister. Like, it's not going to be the yeah. same right. for him versus her. Right. Because even if she hadn't had anything to do with it at all, she still might have uh-huh. found some way to internalize it as her fault. And because uh, that's just and the way- associate that entire town with her sister. Yeah. So, yeah that's why would the way- we want to come back to the scene of this tragedy, you know? Yeah. Because people absorb things different and people, and, you know it's not like she had been a horrible person to her sister she had like she had the ticket ready she had had her to new york many times she just couldn't uh you know they were ready to go to to the nutcracker talk to her a lot so she wasn't a horrible sister and that does know some of my negatives about the movie i thought that that quilting group was the worst thing to ever exist i hated (laughs) so much especially the one with the black hair i was just like (laughs) What? Oh, Rinda, the one who was like real upset about everything. Like she was so rude and so cold, and like she does not have to have you in her life at all. Like you are a friend of her sister's, fine. Mm-hmm. And it did feel a little bit weird that there was a little bit of sort of tokenism, a little bit like, oh, friends of Alice, we're gonna make her our, you know, like she's our black friend, and it was a little weird. Uh-huh. Yeah. But um, but even then, even putting that aside, I just thought like. Who are you to judge how somebody else grieves? 
Like, yeah. you're just and, the worst. And the, they're act, they're so mad at her. They're like, you never talked to her. And she talked to her all the time. I yeah. didn't understand. She did, why a lot. So mad at her. Even if well, she didn't weird. talk to her, it's really not appropriate to yeah. say those kind of things when you're kind of superimposed just- yeah yourself on on the the family like that's true because what i do like about the friends of alice though like i mentioned before is that when they first met her um at the actual funeral they presented themselves they were standing in a straight line they're all wearing (laughs) black and they were like we're the friends of alice and i was like you're her witch's coven (laughs) i'm sorry are you saying that alice was like your like your like patron saint of like wiccan yeah. Uh, so I just wanted to get this straight here and like they have an acronym it's like FOA and I was like well, geez, are they, they like a registered like sect yeah well and they uh they change it to FOL later in the movie and it's oh, like you guys are I did not care no I was mad and I'm that like so weird you guys are adults was- you don't need a club name like what's going on yeah. well, and well, also, I was like the fact that they named themselves Friends of Alice and people knew them as that, in my mind, made Alice seem a lot less mentally stable than it seems like she was. It sounds like they were, like, taking her on as their charitable cause. Yeah. And Alice was doing fine. Yeah. Like, she volunteered yeah. in an animal shelter. Like, she changed the bylaws of the town. Like, yeah. she made all these quilts she searched for her daughter like it wasn't like she had mental problems she just was a little slower like physically and And to have a group that's called friends of alice it makes it sound like there she is special needs yeah and if you're doing that to honor her like we're friends of alice we love alice she's awesome and then another person comes in she's like we'll change the name immediately forget you alice we're done exactly (laughs) you can still be friends of alice just bring in oh lucy and well, you should all still be friends of Alice because Alice is still present among you. Like, she yeah. lives on in your hearts. Like, right. come on, people. Um, question also about the timeline because we haven't talked about Maeve at all yet. Um, but so if 20 years ago when Alice had her car accident, are we assuming that she was pregnant or that she'd already put Maeve up for adoption? She'd already put Maeve up for adoption when okay. she was 20 it wasn't 20 years ago it was when oh she was 20. okay because i was very confused about that they never yeah. really nailed that timeline down because yeah. mave herself looked like she was about 17 at most yeah no, i was gonna say like maybe. 14 i'd say it's somewhere in there yeah yeah so she placed she, she was gonna tell her and then there was the accident everything right. like that that night and she places the baby up for adoption and i but she still has sounds like some kind of contact at least through an attorney or something like peter knew about it Well, it sounds like maybe she was looking for mave like because she'd made her all these quilts and like she was going through peter and i don't know if they had finally found her or what but she'd never met her he might have been the lawyer that handled the adoption yeah that could be because yeah. i'm the adopted first time that I, she paid a, him a hundred dollars and a goldfish yeah sure <laughs> for that for handling the adoption everything that oh, was no, very confusing was is 15 at that point yeah, oh yeah you're right he wouldn't that's be true yeah but um but she had done he done some work for her but the like he'd obviously done her will and stuff like that but um right uh, but it was really weird how they had a different actress playing her as whatever 17 whatever that was 
because she looked the same age as Tati and Alita to me. Like she did not look like a teenager. Yeah. And I thought that was, I was like, who is this? What? Like they could have, I think, made Tatiana look young because she has a young face, I feel like. Yeah. Face. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, I thought she looked fantastic in this movie. Oh, she was beautiful her for sure. Was on point. That yeah. New York style came back with her to Wisconsin. I appreciated that. Um, but yeah, her makeup was always good. Her hair always yeah. looked great. She looked on point. So I was also a, completely not interested in the Save the McHenry's, whatever that store was. I did not care about that plot line Story at all. Line. And they're always building Jeez. condos. Would you stop yeah, with the condos? They literally are condos always are not that bad. <laughs> condos are the I, worst word. It's like the most dirty word in all of Hallmark. I know. It's like a four-letter word to Hallmark. Yes, um, what I did appreciate is the fact that she got to use her legal expertise to yeah. help. So That's I did true. appreciate that, and it gave her a reason at the end to come back home and, like, take up, like, put her shingle out with Peter, like, yeah. so that was but, good. We got to see, like, true. an example of how her legal mind saved the town. But, like, those flyers that they put up were very reminiscent of saving the clock tower from Back to the Future. <laughs> that is immediately what it put me in mind of. It literally looked like they were voting to save that clock tower. Like, they were donating money for it, so. That's true. But- I, I have a problem with the whole setup for the, the will part in the first place where she's like, mm-hmm. I have to stay in this house to get this house or else it's going to go to the animal shelter. I'm like, that sounds animal great. Shelter. Let's donate it. I'm going to sell this instead. Let's she doesn't want to like keep it. Yeah, just give it to the say, animal why shelter. Why on earth did she stay in the house for four weeks if she was planning on selling it anyway? Yeah. Get yourself back to New York and well, start your promotion, girl. Yeah, I mean, I guess she would have lost when she's starts the movie she's a selfish city person remember and so when she yeah. finds out she's gonna lose all of that income that she would have gotten from selling the house yeah so wait the four weeks and then she could get all that income just, it just seemed like a strange wanted? i think so yeah oh i did not get that from her yeah. but you're right but there was it also a little bit of guilt from bar uncle barney saying oh it's been in the family so long right. let yeah. it go whatever so. Yeah, well, but it was it was a stretch. It was a stretch yeah. for her to say, "Yeah, I'll definitely risk my job promotion and stay here for weeks and then sell it anyway." Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. And I did love but that she clearly has a change of heart. So. Yeah. Well, and Peter is like the ultimate Hallmark good lawyer because lawyers usually are terrible. Yes. And there yeah. was the the the, the other real estate the guy. Real estate guy. Oh my gosh, he was, was so was funny. Awful. <laughs> it was so. Oh. He like had his feet like on the desk his like his three dogs yeah. i loved it <laughs> oh, it was so it. funny i was like this guy is like satan himself a caricature <laughs> yes it's, it's like awesome. he was trying to connect with her and be like look i'm a person i have three dogs they're in my christmas card and then he's like i can get you half a million dollars for that we're gonna knock it down don't you worry pretty lady and i was like what <laughs> is wrong with you (laughs) i think he had like a dual personality it was hilarious but the thing that's so funny about these hallmark movies is it's like this is a small town in wisconsin you're not you're telling me you can't find any other land anywhere to build your condos (laughs) you have to build them right here exactly (laughs) 
ridiculous. Well, it's so small a town that it makes you wonder how Peter could take her on as a partner. Like, yeah. do they really need two of them? Like, I, how many clock towers do they need to save? I mean, I'm not sure that he even is, like, willfully, gainfully like, employed. He, he, he's well, spent- really, he's, he's doing ice skating lessons, yeah. like, every Wednesday at 1230. Oh, yeah, and he ice fishes, like, twice yeah. a day. Yeah. <laughs> So I don't know what's going to happen there. You know what I did there. appreciate about this movie? I really appreciated though that her assistant in New York was white, and his assistant in his law firm was white because it totally yeah. flipped the script on the quirky work best friends. Uh-huh. Um, and I just appreciated that. Like yeah. I, I like the way that they handle like yeah the That's cast true. and the minorities it just it was really well done so i was a little bit irritated by the fact that patty labelle is is put on the poster (laughs) of this movie like she is a major star and her job was literally to open the door and say hey welcome to the party (laughs) (laughs) yeah i was expecting way more of her yes yes and the thing is, I did make a note of this. I enjoyed the music in this movie. They really yeah. spent some money on the classics. Yeah. It's like there's Bing Crosby, there's Nat King Cole. Mm-hmm. Why did they not have Patti LaBelle sing? <laughs> I just can't fathom <laughs> it. And I did not appreciate that she wasn't trying to hawk any of her pies. I was expecting her to bring one right out and be like, eat this Patti LaBelle pie. I was ready for it. Does and she have pies? She has a line of pies. Oh man! Like, look it up. Patty Labelle sells the <laughs> the crap house and pies. So, well, doesn't she? Don't quote me on that. Um, it is some famous well, singer that has show. pies. I'm has a cooking sure show she too. Has a line of man, pies. she's on fire. Yeah, I think she has like a diabetic friendly cooking show, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Yeah. Well, well that's why she wasn't in there very much. She's got a ton of stuff to do. <laughs> She's got an empire to run, guys. You can't be in a movie all the time. But this is a trend in a lot of TV movies where they will have some, they will advertise some gimmick. Yeah. Like in the the Lifetime, uh, I think it was called The Christmas Inn with Tia Mowry. They advertise it as like, sister, sister reunion. Like so exciting. Even though it's it's not uh, Tamara. But they advertise, oh, Jack Kay is going to be in this and Tim Reed as her parents. Like this is just it's going to be so exciting and they were literally in the movie for like like i don't know maybe maybe five minutes maybe Uh, of the whole movie uh with them just like vacationing and saying hi daughter how are you doing you know it's like ah (laughs) it was very annoying yeah but but anyway but my my main thing was i just thought that the whole mchenry's thing was boring and i thought that the quilters were the worst i hated them and but other than that i I enjoyed it i thought it was moving and i thought it had a nice heart to it so moving i cried multiple times and i loved it when Maeve showed up at the end and they had this really heartwarming connection where lucy got to show her all of the quilts that her mother had quilted for her over the years and it was just like and Got oh, me right in the right in the feels, Hallmark. The Mave stuff. You knew what you were doing. The Mave stuff I really appreciated because, yes. like, they presented it in a way like, as an adopted person, I we're not we don't all handle it the same. Some of us yeah. are like mad, and some of us are you know don't want to don't care about anything like that. 
<laughs> and if but like me like I would just kind of like to know something so when yeah. she came in and she was like all happy to meet everybody I feel like that's how I would be if I mm-hmm. went and met you know my mm-hmm. birth family and so I so I, I like the you know they're presenting that side instead of just being like the you know she's an angsty teen or something that you know was treated yeah, I, wrong. So I don't know she's a well-adjusted kid who just is interested in her family and yeah it's right in it was you know real nice you know what I also really appreciated is that when she finally does meet Lucy, Lucy goes, oh, so your parents kept your name. And I'm like, thank you. They are her parents. Like, I know yeah. that Alice was yeah. her birth mom, but like, these are the people that raised you. And right. she's full right. of that. So I really enjoyed that. Crowns, would you give this one, Jess? Five. Wow. Five out of five. Yep. Loved five. it. I got- I have to say that um, I'm a recent Hallmark convert. Like, uh-huh. Me and Mark started last year with like the the live tweeting each other through yeah. our phones and everything. And I've watched them before, but never with the intensity that I have the past two years. <laughs> yeah. So I um, haven't seen a lot of Hallmark Hall of Fame movies, but this one compared to the ones I'm used to watching was so good and it got me so good. And it just was like everything I wanted. It's just a great movie. Like, it wasn't even Hallmark to me. It was just a good movie. <laughs> good. Great. Mm-hmm. What about you, Mark? I loved it. Hold on. We got to make sure Jess is done. Okay. Oh, I'm, I'm going- Thank you, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, five. I'm going five for sure. I-, I loved it. I thought it was great. Uh, this is uh, so exciting. I-, I thought all the cast, everyone was good. I didn't... Yeah, I-, I liked the Coven of Witches more than y'all did, but still i oh i like them i like yeah. them i like that they were a coven of witches i'm just glad they were there that that little girl with that mouse toboggan hat thing i was like oh that is the cutest kid i've ever seen in my life what is that hat will that hat make yeah. me that adorable i don't know i have to find one and you try don't it. even know you're gonna have to try it you're gonna have to amazon prime that <laughs> yeah but yeah it was it was great everybody wow. was great. good job all right well I give it 3.25 crowns uh, just because I didn't like the McHenry stuff. And I, I thought that was kind of boring and I did not like <laughs> the quilting girls. I thought they were the worst. So that's where I, I enjoyed the revolution of their relationship with Lucy from the beginning to the end. Yeah. Um, I and I did that. really like the pregnant one. I thought she was a great actress. I, I appreciated her. Mm-hmm. So cool ranking for christmas everlasting is number 36 i have it just after all of my heart wedding and before the garage sale mystery it was cute it was cute (laughs) so the next one is christmas on honeysuckle lane this is a movie about a woman named emma who comes back to her family home to celebrate christmas with her siblings after her parents have died and uh, she's been away uh i don't know if it's new york but it's the city so she, she needs reformation right. like all these um and uh Obviously. so the plan is to sell this big house on uh, that they that the parents have always lived in and so it's her and her siblings that are having this christmas and she finds this batch of letters uh from her from this mysterious man named rj uh to her mother uh it's not her father and so she tries to research and find out who this rj is and uh along the way she gets help from this antique appraiser i guess dealer but yeah and yeah yeah 
named Morgan and uh, they end up falling in love and it's very exciting. And, and we find out that, uh, that RJ had ended up marrying one of her, one of her friends basically. And uh, one of her mom's friends is very sweet. And this is really interesting because both Colin Ferguson and Alicia Witt are, I think are both known for their comedies and their comedic talents more than their dramatic talents and so i thought this was a really odd pick for them but i did think they were really cute they were definitely the best thing about the movie in my opinion i thought they had really nice chemistry and they were really oh you're so incorrect it's amazing (laughs) how wrong you are I, I I, i thought they were fine too yeah, I, I liked them together. this movie. Oh, their <laughs> chemistry was the worst thing about it. Oh, oh no, God, I, could not stand I don't, I don't it. agree with that. Oh. I'm not a huge. Fan. I will be the devil's advocate in this situation. <laughs> oh. uh, okay, good, great, I love it. Yes, for me, uh, I thought that there were some interesting things about the movie. I, I thought that the story of with the the RJ and the letters didn't go exactly the way that i expected it to um uh-huh. it was pretty yeah. boring but it was yes a little Agreed. interesting <laughs> it, was, I, it was it was kind of unnecessary i didn't <laughs> i was about to say i felt it was a hundred percent unnecessary i get <laughs> that it was like to showcase that like their perfect fairy tale marriage the mom and dad wasn't yeah. as like you know cookie cutter as everyone had always assumed but i feel like they probably could have done that in a different way i didn't feel like this whole like mystery into the letters had yeah. anything to do with the rest of the movie at all <laughs> it wasn't my so. favorite but i did like the moment when they actually meet the the rj's wife i thought that was sweet uh-huh um well i thought it was nice that they actually already knew her and she didn't think it was like a scandal at all and she's like of course i'll explain it to you honey i'm so glad you asked and like like emma was thinking it was like this big thing and and mrs jacobs was like oh hon let's have some tea let me just spill it for you don't even worry about it so i like that yeah but i did not like about that was that Morgan was involved in every single aspect of her family Christmas, the last family Christmas they're ever going to have at this house. And he yeah. inserted himself into every part of it. He decorated the tree. He met the kids. He went to the attic. He pulled out the decorations. He found the letters. And I'm yeah. like, oh my God, what is wrong with you? Like, is he stalking them? <laughs> but no, that's been I- happening a lot lately. In this movie. <laughs> I mean, I yeah, I can see that. That's a valid point. He is kind of o- overeager. Uh, but yeah. I don't know. I, I thought that there were cute scenes, like when they do the snowman building contest. Oh, there were cute. Like yeah, when they're like getting hot cocoa. And, and I thought they, I really did think they had nice chemistry. I thought they brought what funny was possible out mm-hmm. because they are comedic yeah. actors. And, uh, but for me, the, uh, I thought that there were some really weird things about this movie. Like I love Lara Layton and I was very excited to see her back in Hallmark because she hasn't done a movie for a long time for Hallmark. But uh, she was, the whole drama with her and her daughter was so weird. Like who on earth is like, you're going to medical school? What's wrong with you? I'm so disappointed in you. Hashtag bad choices. Like what? (laughs) Yeah, who 
Whoever, which parent in the history of the world has ever come down on their daughter for switching their major from fine arts to pre-med? You follow your artistic dream. I don't care if you never make money. How can you be disappointed in that? Like, I am so confused. It was so weird. (laughs) That that whole sequence with the rain being stuck and the whole thing, I thought was pretty funny. And that's what I'm saying. I thought she brought the comedy that was there into something that probably another actress, like Felicia Chabert had been in this part because she's not a comedic actress. Like it wouldn't have been Uh -uh. as funny. No. No. I I will say I did appreciate what Alicia brought to the role because she also did make it like when she was upset, I was upset. Like I, I just really believed her. I like I yeah. got how upset she was about her parents' death. I understood how like bereft she felt about the fight she had with her mother. Like she yes. poured a lot of herself into it. I just was upset that I didn't like this movie. Like I liked her, and mm-hmm. I didn't like almost anything else about it. Interesting. So. Yeah. Uh, so I also thought that her brother Daniel was very weird. Like I like, love Daniel. I thought you love Daniel. <laughs> I dare you. Daniel. I'm a Daniel defender. <laughs> like he all of his a... responses seemed like off. Why? Like, are you in this movie, or I are you like in another down. movie? Yeah, I wrote down that he was definitely the baby, and they both yeah. definitely treated him as such. They like did. they babied the crap out of him and you find out that he is the youngest and that they were doing all of this for him which in the end when they finally had that scene with just the siblings uh, and they were sitting underneath the tree and he was like I really just wanted this to be perfect for mom and dad and they're like oh Daniel you don't have to hold this family together and I really I liked that but up until that point I was like what is the deal Daniel like get over yourself okay (laughs) well they just leave him out of the loop of everything he can't help it he's doing the best he can with limited information he can't handle it because he's the baby they gotta give him a chance they gotta give him a chance to be be a strong man (laughs) no i don't know he just always seemed kind of out of it yeah i don't know it was weird but yeah i can see you thought that he was a terrible actor he was like (laughs) oh no don't like daniel at all he's bad and i was like Danny's point, my boy. So. Yeah. Danny, if you're out oh there, my you're god. Sure. <laughs> he but did I, screw up that one time uh, where he said, like, well, you look relaxed. I was like, oh, Daniel, no. <laughs> no, no. That's don't say that. Bad idea. Don't oh. ever say that to a woman. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so how many crowns did you give this one, Mark? I'm gonna go 2.75. All right. Better than average, but not that much better <laughs> i give it three crowns i i have it at number 50 in my ranking so just okay. a tiny tiny bit ahead of pride and pride, pride prejudice and mistletoe which i had a 53 so Ugh. Ugh. yeah so how many crowns <laughs> do you give it yes. uh i'd give it a week two week two out of week five two. good week two <laughs> i mean so what I'm glad about is that I watched Pride, Prejudice, and Mistletoe, thought it was great, really enjoyed it, um, wasn't as, uh, didn't give a, as much love as I, as I ended up on this podcast, because then the next day I watched this movie and I was like, ooh, that Lacey one, way better. And then I watched Christmas Everlasting and I was like, well, I've just stopped. Amazing. I don't need to watch any more Hallmark <laughs> movies ever again. 
I have reached the pinnacle of Hallmark and I should quit while I'm ahead. So I'm really like, I think that because I watched them all together in the order that I did yeah. affected the ranking that I, I mean, gave it's definitely a, a, it's definitely so, a flawed yeah, movie. So it's definitely a flawed yeah. movie. Yes. So I understand. So, all right, well, let's talk about a shoe addicts Christmas. I was actually very excited for this movie because I have read the Shoe Addicts books and I found them delightful. This is probably the best of all of the books. And it was funny. It uh -huh. was, it, I mean, I love Christmas Carol and It's a Wonderful Life. And this was like kind of like a merging of the two in a way, I felt like. And so I felt like it had a ton of potential. And then when I heard that uh, Jean Smart was going to be the guardian uh, angel i was like this is going to be amazing because she's an incredible actress uh yes. she can do it all mm -hmm. she can do comedy she's done designing women she's done so many great comedies she's done dramas she was so great on 24 and uh she's just incredible so i knew she would be amazing and then i love luke mcfarlane he is one of my favorite hallmark hunks he's great he was in a great one last year called the birthday wish which was really one of the best written uh that i think i've ever seen it was really good and uh, that one had jesse schramm in it it was really really quite good and he always is just great he was in a really good one last year called maggie's christmas miracle that was really good he's just super charming super great and of course candace Cameron beret she's the queen of hallmark this was just very exciting and so i was pumped for it and i have to say for me it did not disappoint i thought this movie was great mm -hmm. I thought it was charming. I thought it was funny. I thought it had a nice heart to it. I just really enjoyed it. I liked the message. I thought they nailed it. I just really enjoyed it. So I don't know. What What about you, Jess? I loved it. Yay. I So personally, I do not care for Candace Cameron Bure as a person. Uh, mm -hmm. So that has kept me away from her Hallmark movies. I don't know how. Like, as I said, I was a recent Hallmark convert, <laughs> but how could I have missed all of the ones that she's been in? But I have. And I think mm -hmm. it's because I was scared to, like, delve into her because I was afraid that my personal feelings would mar, like, the experience. Yeah. But I watched this movie, and she is delightful this movie yeah. was fantastic i thought she looked great i thought she acted great i thought she had wonderful chemistry i loved everything about it i literally watched it about an hour before we started this podcast and because i couldn't face anymore yesterday i was like i watched <laughs> honeysuckle and then i watched christmas everlasting and i was on the fence about this when i was like oh no what if it's bad i can't end my night on a bad note so i waited until today and it made my night better i was just yeah. so i just loved it and i didn't yes. read the books didn't know anything about it and i was totally shocked when she put the shoes on and went into the past and i was like this is great i want to watch all of it it was so good yeah, yeah. So good. what about you mark i enjoyed it as well um i don't know if i enjoyed it as much as y'all did but i did oh, i so love good. gene smart she was the by far the best thing yeah. candace cameron was, was good I'm but jeans marks so good and yeah. there, but I, she was almost like too good to wear like when she wasn't on the screen uh -huh. i was kind of like i wonder when jeans smart's getting back <laughs> yeah. no, That's fair. Yeah. I, I they kind of drug a little bit for me i can see that so basically the story of this movie is you have noelle that gets locked in her department store and this is a job that she's basically settled for and she she's just not someone who's taken risks in her life and as she waits she meets her guardian angel and she, every time she tries on a different pair of shoes, she goes back to a moment of her life where she 
uh, didn't take a leap of faith and missed out on uh, on a opportunity that she could have had. And so that was sort of the main message of the movie is that, uh, you know, take those risks, take those leaps of faith and you might get a Luke McFarlane at the end of it. I don't know. At the end. I would knock on every door if Luke McFarlane was on the other side of it. I would lock on every door of my past. I'd go back and relive all of it. So, so he's, yeah, because he's fireman Jake and he lives next door to her and they get assigned to plan this Christmas gala and uh, he wants to make it sort of more fun but she and her bosses are like their bosses are like the worst and they don't even want to have a snow machine that's like out of control for them. <laughs> like well stop that's and, not refined or tasteful yeah. at all <laughs> yeah and uh so they uh, they uh so she's trying to plan this party with jake and each kind of each kind of memory that she steps into i kind of like that she's not watching herself make these choices she's actually put in that spot again she and has to make choices again mm-hmm. which i really liked i don't think i've ever seen a, this kind of story quite like that it was really good and right and and they they talk about how sort of each choice kind of she could have had an opportunity to get her closer to Jake, to get her closer to other good things in her life. She's, uh, she's put aside her photography. She's put aside her, uh, you know, all the other things because she doesn't want to take the risk. And I think that's a, that's a message that almost anyone can relate to. I think. Yeah. What yeah. I did. I love this movie. I loved everything about this movie. Like I said, I was dumbfounded when she stepped into the shoes and went back into the past. Yeah. I was just like, I wasn't, I didn't know that was going to happen. And then I really <laughs> enjoyed all of it. Everything that yeah. happened. It was hard for me at first to understand why she was going back and reliving these moments and seeing what she could have had when she gets transported back to the present and she doesn't have that anymore. I was like, this seems almost needlessly cruel to like show her how her life could have turned out if only she'd made a different choice at that moment and like there's no way that you can guarantee that this choice is still going to get her to that same place and that's clearly the place that she wants to get to but as it progresses you see her get more and more into the idea that the the choices that she's made like yes they shaped her past but they're going to shape her future. Yeah. Like, so I appreciated like how it progressed that way. It was hard for me to watch at first, but yeah. I, I get where they were going with it. I can understand so. that. And, Cause each choice is getting her closer and closer to mm-hmm. making the changes as far as her work and also making the, making the changes with her dad. She ends up making that change, which I thought was really sweet. And then finally, mm-hmm. of course, making the changes so that she, uh that she ends up with luke and so that that was really really fun where she would have just kind of not really considered him not you know not made because at the beginning Uh she's she's like oh i won't go to dinner with you i'm just gonna stay home and and get ready or we can just plan tomorrow and and (laughs) she's like why didn't you go why didn't you go to dinner you know kind of a thing and by the end she's kind of learned to take those leaps and take those risks and and so that's really nice i think and and Mm -hmm. What about the whole brother Will thing? Did you, did you kind of when when you finally see no. who she's supposedly married to, and it's like Will? Was it like ah? 
Or- <laughs> yes, I was like, what is going on? I have no idea this guy is. Why is she taking pictures of him? I still have this question. If Will is a doctor, yeah, why, why would she, she take pictures picture? of him in a Santa hat? I'm still confused. <laughs> that but was weird. What I really did like about the final scene when you finally get to understand the relationship between Will and Jake is uh-huh. when he walks into the condo and says, honey, I'm home. And she goes, oh, you're honey, I'm home. And then Luke comes in after him. I was like, that is an adorable brother and sister-in-law relationship. Yeah, like, yeah. I loved it. I thought it was super cute. I'm glad that they kept it, like, going throughout the whole movie. Yeah. And she finally sees, like, what she couldn't see before. And yeah. I just really liked it. But yeah. it was kind of upsetting because it was like, oh, no, is that the, and then you realize, oh, no, it's, that's the brother. And there's the, she's saying that to the that's sister-in-law. The You're like, no, I want her to be with Jake. And, but I just. <laughs> well, I, she wanted to be with Jake. Yeah. So I was, I was confident in her and she did not disappoint. Yeah. So. There were so and many. Work great. Her yeah. outfits were fantastic. She yeah. is adorable. Like, if I were her age and still single, like, that couldn't be possible. I don't care which city you live in, she would not be single at her age because she <laughs> is gorgeous. Yeah. And she does really well in those hats. I could not pull those hats off with the little pom-poms on the top. She oh, looked yeah. She looked <laughs> so it. cute in those hats. You're right. Loved it. Uh, it's not a good look for me. <laughs> I generally don't Super look jealous. I don't look good in hats because my head is very large and uh like, <laughs> really large so it's hard to find a hat that will work for me but uh but anyway so I have I one know. hat there is one hat that I can wear and I wear it a lot so I don't know what I'm gonna do when yeah. it doesn't like fit anymore <laughs> but it's just the one and that's it yeah. I don't know. And I, I just loved Jean Smart in this so much. It was so funny. Like when, oh, when she, she, she has hilarious. them, when she has them pull the, uh, the red the sleigh, the, well, the sleigh, the sleigh scene was hilarious, but also in the basement. Yes. When, like you got oh, that twinkle in her it. eyes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, what lever? <laughs> I really enjoyed when she forced them to bake cookies together. Like yeah. that was adorable. <laughs> And it was a nice like switch on the cookie baking scene that we're used yeah. to because instead of yeah. throwing ingredients at each other, they were just like decorating gingerbread cookies. Non-series, original, you know, kind of things. This is my favorite of the year. This was so great. I loved it. And I think it might be Candace Camry's best movie. Uh, the only one that's even close is uh, one called Christmas Detour, which is kind of a classic that she's in that's really good. Uh, but um, this is just great. So I gave, yeah, two. Nice. Yeah. My favorite okay. Christmas, this and then Road to Christmas is my second favorite. So of this mm. season. Okay. I loved that one. That was, that was a good one. Mm-hmm. So what, how many crowns do you give it, Jess? Uh, I give it four out of five crowns. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't, it does not match Everlasting Christmas to me, Christmas Everlasting, just because that one was so like, crazy over the top well done like Uh this was very well done for what it was um which wasn't as emotional as that one to me but this one was super cute i loved everything about it i loved all the shoes i love the memories i love the choices that she made and there was one point they had a snowball fight in this movie but it was luke having a snowball fight with neighborhood children (laughs) yeah and she just like walked 
into it. I was like, this is adorable. Like, this is the best idea. Why have they not done this before? How could you not love him for interacting with the youths? Like, such a good idea. (laughs) So definitely give it four out of five. So glad I watched it. And it made me appreciate Candice Cameron as a Hallmark queen, which I had not before. Um, and I'm glad that this is the movie that I dipped my toes in. Yeah. Check out Christmas Detour next. It's got a lot of tropes, but it executes them really well. But what about you? Well, uh, I love the tropes. Yeah. <laughs> what, you, what about you, Mark? What do you give it? Well, I don't know if I'm going higher than I thought I would or just went lower than I figured she would, but I'm also going four. I thought it was really good. You know, it, a little slow at times, but I, I really enjoyed it. It was really good. I'm I'm surprised how much I've liked the Cam- Candace Cameron movies. This is like the third one I've seen this year. Uh-huh. And I this, I haven't seen any before this year. So I was pleasantly surprised by everything I've seen so far. Yeah. I don't know yeah. which ones I've seen. I wasn't that crazy about her movie last year just because I thought the switch for Christmas because I thought it oh, yeah, was sort of boring. You're just watching these people plan parties because everyone knew that they were switched. And so it was just kind of, eh. yeah. I didn't really like it. Um, but she, yeah, she does. Does, does a pretty good job picking projects and her aurora tea garden series is a lot of fun if you like uh, detective shows they're pretty fun they're written by the same uh, person who did um uh the original books are written by the same person who wrote true true blood <laughs> okay yeah. oh interesting yeah. right. but obviously this is harm hallmark sized but it's really they're really hallmark, fun. Right. so check out aurora right. tea garden <laughs> they're really good right. but anyway so Sweet. she's great and uh yeah so that's that's it we did the four so uh which each give us sort of a rankings of these i have uh shoe addicts christmas at number one and then i have christmas everlasting at number two and then i have christmas honeysuckle lane at number three and pride prejudice mistletoe at number four so what about you jess I have Christmas Everlasting at number one, possibly of all time. <laughs> it was so good. Um, I have uh, Shoe Addicts Christmas at number two. They're so different to me, like in yeah, different categories, hard. that they could both yeah. be their own number one. Like they were so yeah. good. Um, and then I have Pride, Prejudice, and Mistletoe. And then in a distant fourth, I have Christmas <laughs> on a single lane. <laughs> distant. Like, could be also on a different list. So. Okay. Good. What about you, Mark? Well, there's a reason we have a podcast together, because we have the exact same rankings. <laughs> Everlasting. Really? <laughs> yep. Shoe Addict. Pride, Prejudice, and hot Honeysuckle. Not, Very good. Okay. We're actually pretty close uh, in general. So got some rankings from our listeners. Uh, we have Laura and Marie. She has Shoe Addicts Christmas at one, Christmas Everlasting at two, Pride, Prejudice, Mistletoe at three, Christmas on Honeysuckle Lane at four, Nadia Alvarado Barrios. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she has her, she's very cute. She has I love, she has one, I, two, love, three, them, four, all. <laughs> says, she, I, I like following her on Twitter. She is cute. She is so cute. <laughs> I can't pick. It's Lacey Candace, Alicia, and then Tatiana Lee, Merritt Patterson, Brit, uh, Brittany Bristow. Oh, that's from the, the Palace movie. But, uh, but yeah, so she loves her Queens of Hallmark, as we all do. I uh, <laughs> so casey says i haven't watched honeysuckle yet but i really enjoyed the other three for all different reasons if i had to rank christmas everlasting shoe addicts and pride and prejudice 
Uh, Michelle Benson says, <laughs> she says shoe addicts uh, is five crowns, perfect balance of romance and humor, Christmas everlasting, two and a half. I think I built this up oh. too much because the Hall of Fame, it's a Hall of Fame one. I found hmm. a trio of friends, really off putting, very rude and pushy. <laughs> so she's kind of in my camp there. Uh, uh, and then uh, <laughs> Christmas well, Honeysuckle kind of Lane. They don't, they don't appeal to everyone. They, yeah, maybe I, if I had been thinking about approach them that way <laughs> uh, and then she has i swear on. that's exactly how they came off she has honeysuckle lane at three and I, I would hope that the covens of witches are nicer than that like i have faith in the wiccan sisters that they're not so mean <laughs> like come on well i tell you what though like they grow and they change as people like that is what their their witchhood does to them so. Okay, good. I, just putting uh, words in everyone's mouth. Please <laughs> at me on Twitter. Witness. Well, you'll agree with Rosa G. Bell. She says Christmas Everlasting, Shoe Act Christmas, Pride and Prejudice, and Christmas on High School Lane. So bad, I stopped watching it. It returned. Perfect. I just couldn't enjoy it. Love Alicia, but everything was off from her hair, blue nail polish, and attitude. Oh, Oof, I did like her hair. Rough. I did like her hair, but the rest agreed. Yeah. So there uh she then let's see mrs reed 101 just says hmm all three crowns except she addicts christmas that one is for uh for luke mcfarland so she's kind of man she's all of them wrong. so there you go that's our listeners so please let us know what you thought of all of these movies uh this has been so much fun i have had a delight talking with yeah. you guys and uh, it always yeah. is yeah, we'll yeah. definitely have to do it again and so why don't you tell people how they can, if you have social media or just how they can find your podcast. Uh, we're at Hallmark and Jess on Twitter and at Hallmark and Jess on Instagram also. And you can email us Hallmark and Jess at gmail.com. Facebook. We got that. Hallmark and Jess is out there somewhere. And we got everything and we <laughs> release episodes on Wednesdays. We're competing ex- right up against you. <laughs> you know take it on the titans that's what that's okay we we, there's room for all who want to podcast about hallmark (laughs) so rachel and amber have been super gracious and have been promoting us for a long time now and Mm -hmm. we really appreciate it um the fact that they think that there is space for everyone uh (laughs) it's been really great for us and we love it so yeah, well feelings mutual so make sure you're following hallmark and jess and make sure you're following us at hallmarkies podcast all over social media follow me at rachel's reviews on itunes and on youtube so make sure to do that next weekend we are going to be treated with christmas wonderland mingle all the way that's our jen Lilly movie and that one has huge potential we're really excited the cast is so good so very excited about that one and then Sunday, we have Majestic Christmas uh, and Once Upon a Christmas Miracle. So that one's going to be interesting because it has the daughter in um, Friday Night Lights, but she's like a grown woman. Oh, Julie? Yeah. And so it's going to be like hard for me to like see her as this grown grown person, which is totally unfair, but it, it is true. Uh, but anyway. Well, so- yeah, she was a real brat on that show, so... <laughs> so anyway so that's coming up uh we're excited and uh so make sure you're following the podcast all over and uh yeah thanks so much for coming on the show and uh we'll have to get together we'll have to get together soon we're gonna talk fast and furious one of these days one day (laughs) 
<laughs> one day. of these days. Can't we wait. have so much to say. You don't even know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Great. Well, thanks so much. And we will talk again soon. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.